0: over
1: we need to act professional like we know what we're doing
0: because we do
1: let's start the show
0: okay crazy man you start it this time
1: me start it yeah all right all right welcome to strive nation podcast the podcast where we talk about everything that's crazy in 2020 i'm joined with my constant co-host taylor huff how you doing Tay?
0: Doing great. Doing great? I'm excited about this episode.
1: Why is that?
0: I'm excited and nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because no one knows. Yeah.
1: What what don't they know?
0: (laughs) That I am a conservative. Oh no, the world is ending. I know. My theater professors are going to unfriend me on Facebook after this.
1: Well... You can take tips from me because everyone's unfriended (laughs) me on Facebook.
0: That's true. You have no friends.
1: That's so mean.
0: (laughs) It's accurate, though.
1: Yeah. So today we are talking about our political awakening.
0: Yes. And how we came about it.
1: Right. Right. But first, but first, we have our upvotes and downvotes for this week. Let's get into it. You want to go first?
0: Yes. I'm so excited. My upvote is the iOS 14 update. So it's on Apple products. Basically, it lets you customize absolutely everything. So I have little widgets, I have different pictures for different themes, and then I've made shortcuts for each of my apps so that they're pretty and aesthetically pleasing.
1: She had uh, played around with my phone a little bit, did something, decided I didn't like it, forced (laughs) her to change it back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I'm like a super minimal- minimalist, I guess. Spent how many hours doing that? Whole day? Two days? Three days?
0: Honestly. <laughs> still very... doing it? No, I'm done now. I've been done for a while. It took me about a day. Oh. I just had to find a bunch of pictures that made sense. Of course, I'd go the extra mile. Spotify had to have some kind of music theme. Pandora needed some kind of music theme. So I went all out.
1: Very exciting.
0: Yes. Do you want to talk about your upvote?
1: Sure. So last week uh, I went, and, uh, took a trip to Vegas for a bachelor party. It was very fun. It was during COVID, so everyone's probably thinking, "Yeah, bachelor uh, bachelor party in Vegas, not super fun because everything shut down." You are not wrong. Everything is pretty much shut down. There are no day clubs, no nightclubs. The nightclubs are actually turned into. Something that they call social distancing lounges.
0: Ooh, fancy.
1: Yeah, which I I don't understand because no one's social distancing in them.
0: Well, no. But uh, (laughs) yeah,
1: but all kids are allowed in them. And yeah, so anyways, the nightlife is pretty much non-existent.
0: Wait, the kids are allowed in the social distancing?
1: Yeah, yeah. Clubs. I mean, all the pool parties and the clubs are all turned into those and kids are allowed. So Ooh. basically the nightlife is non-existent. Weird. So what did we do? Yeah, everything that we had to do if we were going to get strippers, we had to order them, order them into the hotel. <laughs> yes, we did our strippers. It is a <laughs> bachelor party. Don't hate me.
0: My parents listened to this podcast. That's okay. Okay.
1: They were they were young once, right?
0: That's well, true. your mom,
1: I can't see Eric.
0: <laughs> no. Like,
1: Eric at a strip club. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no. No, My mom, yes. Oh, yeah. She would order strippers. She always,
1: she always talks about how she was crazy. She's like, oh, you don't need to know what I did when I was young. She doesn't want any of the kids knowing any of it.
0: We know it all.
1: Right. Yeah, Vegas was super fun. We drove really fast cars, like Lamborghinis. Some of my friends actually got a ride along on um, a Hellcat drifting around the racetrack. That was pretty cool. But yeah, it was great. Super, super fun. We made the best of it during COVID-19. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: What's your downvote?
1: My downvote. So I'm not excited. I was basically forced into it this uh, Sunday. I have to go to Memphis. I, I work at and Decor, and I have to go to Memphis to help with inventory. The reason it's going to suck, it's going to suck a lot, is because my boss is kind of creepy. He's kind of a creeper. (laughs) He says a lot of creepy things to people, including women. But yeah, so I'm going with him. I got a carpool with him. Thank God I don't have to share a room because that would be even worse. But yeah, come back Monday. Ugh, no, no thanks. That is my downvote, for sure. Not excited about that. What do you, what what do you got for your downvote this week?
0: Mine are very, like, small compared to yours.
1: (laughs) What do you mean? Oh, I guess so. Yours is
0: like, upvote, went to Vegas, downvote, going to Memphis, creepy boss. Mine is just very basic fall girl things. I have been wanting to watch Harry Potter very, very badly. Because, again, it's fall. It's spooky season. And I need Harry Potter in my life. And while Cora was in Vegas... I looked on every single streaming platform to find Harry Potter, and it's not on any of them, unless you pay extra, which I just find it really odd that it's not on any single one.
1: Well, so. not that you have to pay. How much do you have to pay?
0: Well, per movie, it's like $3.99. That adds up.
1: Yeah. Those streaming platforms gotta make their buck during COVID somehow.
0: I know. Well, I mean it's your credit card, so I guess well, I don't have to pay anything. Yo,
1: yo, you're not charging my credit card with those those uh, those movies. <laughs> Thirty
0: dollars worth of Harry See, Potter.
1: And the thing is is I have them on disc, but discs are kind of well, ancient.
0: Our Blu-ray machine thingy doesn't work. I we tried.
1: Yeah, so no no Harry Potter for you. Sorry no. about that.
0: It's fine. I will I will deal i will suffer through i'll just watch some of pocus
1: okay very exciting yeah are we ready to talk about the 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 coming out
0: like yeah the, the uh, coming out
1: yeah the coming out oh the guys, awakening
0: i'm coming out that sounds so weird yeah <laughs> we can awesome. talk about it <laughs> i'm gay just kidding <laughs> it's worse
1: <laughs> okay this is going super well
0: I'm just kidding.
1: So that is upvotes, downvotes for this week. We're going to do those every single episode, but let's get into our topic for today, which is actually our political awakening. It's actually pretty exciting. This just happened. Taylor has a really interesting story that we can talk about.
0: Yeah. So basically how we decided to talk about this is I went back to Wisconsin for a weekend and my parent my mom doesn't know what my political beliefs are and we were at the apple orchard and my mom brings up she's like hey are you guys all registered to vote because my sister just moved it's my brother's first election i moved obviously and she goes yeah are you all registered to vote and i was like oh no i have to register in tennessee <laughs> and she's like Well, as long as you're voting the right way, I'm pretty sure is what she said. It was something like that. Kind of threw me back. I was like, did she just say that? And I kind of just outed myself and said, oh, you don't want me voting then. (laughs) And the horror on her face that she learned that I was a conservative. So that's why we really want to talk about our political beliefs and how we came about them, because this is a newer thing. I haven't always been conservative. Corey hasn't always been conservative. Uh, we really started researching and learning and, like, developing our political le- beliefs only in, like, the past like three two years
1: yeah something like that yeah I mean it was less that I haven't been a conservative and more of I wasn't educated on anything to really say like so many people it's a cop-out but so many people go I'm independent well not really um when you say that it's most most of the time it's it's usually contributing to the fact that you don't know much and you'd like to consider yourself in the middle Mm because that's a balanced point of view which is actually called a moderate, not an independent. Yeah. Um. So the more you educate yourself, you find out that you're either left or right-leaning. Mm-hmm. But basically that is, yeah, that is how her mom found out. It's pretty crazy. Uh, her mom's pretty left-leaning, I would say.
0: Yeah, definitely left-leaning. left-leaning.
1: Yeah, so when she found out that Taylor was indeed a conservative now, which she never used to be, that's the thing. She never used to be, so it was a huge surprise.
0: Yeah. One, I never really talk about politics. I feel like... You know, especially being raised in a house where, like, you have manners. Like, there's things you don't talk about. Like, you don't talk about politics. You don't discuss wage. There's a lot of things you're not supposed to talk about.
1: Which I find, I actually don't like that. I don't like that people go, you're not supposed to talk politics at the dinner table. Which, to be honest, you should be able to talk these things. They're really important. Yeah. But most people can't compose themselves and have a, a civilized conversation about it. They can't have a mature conversation because mm-hmm. they get too heated, which is why people say that.
0: Yeah, but it's I because feel it like... usually starts fights or that's the stereotypical like, you're. oh, you're going to Thanksgiving, like people are going to argue. Right. And it shouldn't be like that. You should be able to have an open conversation and discuss your ideas and discuss their ideas and it should be like, not a big deal. Yeah, and
1: understand that people have differing views.
0: And that's okay. But they don't.
1: <laughs> people don't. <laughs> So a lot of time, you know, if you've been there where you got to bite your tongue when your family says something, you're like, yeah. oh, I can't, I can't deal with it. It's exploding inside of you. You want to get it out. You want to just berate them with everything that you think you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've i been there a lot. In fact, there's this funny meme Taylor <laughs> saw yesterday about the, I, I don't know it. if you guys seen it, with the dog with his mouth getting closed by this woman and uh above it uh, the caption is uh, it says my wife and then above the dog it says me eight beers deep and then it'll have like people on the other side of the, uh, the table and it'll be like
0: them trusting the government yeah yeah
1: it's so funny
0: <laughs> i'll post it on our instagram and on our facebook when this episode comes out so people can see it yeah
1: it's it's pretty hilarious yeah
0: Yeah, I always I didn't always think like this. I think a huge part of that is that Corey got super interested in politics and learning about his belief system because he used to never vote.
1: Right. I didn't actually vote in the 2016 election. I was someone who was pretty much apolitical at that time. I thought I knew a bit about myself enough to just say, hey, this is wrong. This is right. My own ethics without really diving into anything. So I, I didn't want to vote for Trump because from the outset, I was like, Trump is this this kind of dick who just says what he wants and doesn't care about anyone. Um, I didn't really follow the, the 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 racist train that people do now, but I definitely didn't like Hillary. Mm-hmm. If I was it was like, oh, like most people, you follow the the train of uh, you vote for the the lesser of two evils, which I don't necessarily I don't know if I really agree with that. It's more like you're voting for policy less than voting for characters. What I how I view it now.
0: Yeah. Do you want to talk about or do you want to tell everyone how you discovered your political beliefs?
1: Well, I can actually which I never thought this would happen. But it basically came from my sister. My sister was very apolitical early, but she uh, she's very Christian. Uh, at least now she is, now that she has a family, she has like, she's on kid number four. So she's very Christian. And uh, obviously abortion is a very controversial topic that a lot of people don't like to talk about, or if they do, they get super, super heated about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she uh, sent me, I don't know why she sent me this, but she sent me uh, Stephen Crowder's Changed My Mind on abortion, where he talked to, I think it's a nurse or some woman, 45 minute video about abortion. And I just became fascinated in the subject material. It was, it was crazy fascinating to me. Not, I mean, the subject material is awesome, but more of how he articulated himself and how he rationalized his position on being pro-life versus what people say is pro-choice. That is what really enticed me. And then I started to dive into his videos. I started to dive into other people's videos. Like, uh, eventually I came across Ben Shapiro as you do, which I feel like is most people's avenue towards being political as they start. They'll get an inch in some way on YouTube or somewhere, read something. And then it's all once they get hooked, it's over, man. Yeah, it's over. (laughs) So that that's where I started. How I established most of my political views is really looking into data sets, figuring out what the truth behind these things are, and really started to listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, having an open mind to everything, because at that point, I, I wasn't worried about not knowing something. It was more about the excitement of educating myself. You know, whereas a lot of people today they're worried about challenging their own beliefs. Yeah. So that's where that's where I started. And it's been like three years now of me really, really getting into the nitty-gritty. Yeah. But uh we noticed right away that after I started doing this, I I had a really rough time talking to Taylor.
0: Yeah, he got really into all of this and I was of the mindset that I thought Republicans were bad or conservatives were bad. They said mean things. You know, they want to take away my rights as a woman. Like, I I was really not about having conversations. And we would try to have a conversation. And but what would happen is Corey's, st- like, using all these statistics and showing me all this research – And I was just using how I felt about it. I was like, well, I don't feel that way. I feel like that's a mean thing to do. You should not do that to a person. So I don't agree with it. And we would get in this stalemate where we couldn't talk about it anymore because I would get so emotional and so worked up about it.
1: Yeah. What the kids say today is triggered.
0: Oh Yeah. I I mean, I would get very triggered. (laughs) I would get very emotional. Yeah. Be like, that's not nice. Like, just let the gay man have his wedding cake. I didn't understand the concept of what he was trying to tell me.
1: Right. And it, and, and partly it's my fault because I'm a super... For everyone. For anyone that knows me knows I'm very brash. I'm very you crude and I'm very blunt. And I lack tech. So I'm getting better. I'm getting a lot better at You're being nice. You're a lot better now. But yeah, I definitely lack tech. Probably felt like I was force feeding her these, these statistics and everything to prove a point.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how it felt like. Like we didn't know really how to discuss it with each other and especially since you used to lack tact you would just be like no this is like look at this stat this is what it is i couldn't wrap my head around it like how he would try to explain things to me it was like butting heads like i it would not get through to me well
1: and part of it is because she i mean she even acknowledges now that she didn't have an open mind about it
0: Oh like, no! Like I was trying
1: to talk about it, and I was super passionate about it. That's the most frustrating thing. You have a significant other. You're super excited, and you want to explain all these things to, you, and mm-hmm. have a have an open dialogue and communicate because we're people that literally can have one topic and communicate for like three to four hours a night on it. Just yeah. something seemingly insignificant, even.
0: Which is the reason we started a podcast. Which is the
1: reason we started a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it just what actually happened is I kept researching it had been like a month, two months of me just like researching getting really into it. And it was just boiling up inside me like I kind of just wanted to cry, which is what what happened. I was like, I got I just got to talk to her about this because this is not this is not healthy.
0: for me. Yeah.
1: I mean, we went to we went out to dinner. I I don't even know what it was for. We maybe we just went out to dinner. I think we got like a we
0: went we we had a gift card to Olive Garden.
1: Right. Was it Olive Garden?
0: Yeah, it was Olive Garden because I was crying in the parking
1: lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had... Because
0: we were talking about schools. Right. Yeah, and I got so worked up about these poor kids. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy to think about that now.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were sitting at the table. Like, you don't understand, but I have to talk to you about these things. And I want to talk to you about these things. But I feel like what I don't even know what I said to you at the time but I just started like breaking down and crying right in right in right in Olive Garden in front of everyone and she's like oh babe and I'm like I don't know how to communicate this to you (laughs) that I want to talk to you about these things but I feel like you don't want to hear me you know and I felt all bottled up it was definitely not healthy
0: yeah because I mean I definitely wasn't open-minded when we would have conversations oh gosh what? Stop it. I'm on my period. <laughs> oh, jeez. Not tearing up. I started crying during an episode of New Girl. I've watched 10 times, so oh my this is gosh. nothing. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I wasn't open-minded when you would talk about things. Instead of sitting there and listening to you and giving you a chance to explain your train of thought. Instead, I would just be thinking in my head, I don't agree with this. How can, like, argue, basically. Instead right. of taking the time to sit and listen and then seeing you break down like that i felt bad
1: oh babe
0: (laughs) oh my goodness yeah i felt bad about it because i think that's when i finally i realized that it's something you're super passionate about and i thought you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) you can do this you can do this oh my gosh right in the middle of the podcast (laughs) just in having a moment guys it'll be okay
0: Why am I so emotional about this? We talk about this all the time.
1: Well, not all the time.
0: We've had this exact conversation before. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. She she wasn't going to take the time to educate herself on the topics, and she had no idea how to talk to me about it. She thought she knew what she was talking about. And then when I would say something, she felt like she had to rebut but she couldn't. Mm -hmm. And so eventually it came to a point where I had a really, really bad case of uh, influenza A where I thought I I literally (laughs) thought I was going to die. Like speaking about COVID now, like I'll take COVID. I'll I'll have COVID (laughs) like this is gonna sound horrible, but I'll have COVID for like a month straight if I never have to have Uh. have that influenza A again. I thought I was going to die. It was horrid.
0: You were really, really sick. Like I
1: couldn't even move. I was just on the couch crying like all night. Yeah. It was horrible.
0: That's what it was. I felt pity for you. So I listened to one podcast.
1: Yeah. So she came home.
0: That's honestly what it is. That's so funny. Yeah. I felt bad for him. Okay. He's clearly, this is what he's passionate about. It's one of his, I mean, I called it like a hobby. Like, you'd be like, if I couldn't talk about dance or something, you know, you can't talk to your significant other about your job, which is nuts. You should be able to talk to people about that. So yeah, I listened to a podcast and I was like, I'll listen to one. And he's like, if you listen to someone, it should be Dave Rubin. The reason why was because Dave Rubin is gay. He lives in LA with his husband and he considers himself a classic liberal so he was like, he's someone more in the middle. Like He's not Ben Shapiro or like Steven Crowder. I was like, not a Steven Crowder fan. I was like, this she guy's not- really mean.
1: She thought, yeah, she did not like him. I was
0: not a fan of him. So I decided to listen to Dave Rubin while I was opening the store one day. And I just picked a random episode of his. And he was interviewing Nadine Strausen, who's a former ACLU president. And they were talking about free speech and the importance of it. The way that Dave Rubin explained everything and how Nadine explained everything, it just made sense for me. How Corey would explain it, it wasn't getting through to me because it was very like aggressive. But Nadine, she would discuss it and be like, it's freedom of speech. I don't like that you're saying that. I think it's a really mean thing to say. But it's important that everyone is entitled to their own thoughts and are able to speak those thoughts, basically, because if you start censoring people, where do you draw the line? Where does it stop?
1: Right? What's the boundary?
0: Where's the boundary? Because once you start censoring, you say, Oh, you can't say this one thing. Well, this is kind of similar to that. So now you can't say this and this and this and it adds up. And then all of a sudden, you don't have freedom of speech anymore.
1: Right? I mean, essentially, what she's saying is, the only consistent line to draw is that all speech is but, free game
0: like it's all or nothing it's all
1: or nothing because you can't take away some because then where's the boundary so mm-hmm. you have to allow all the only time that it gets murky is when you're infringing on someone else's rights which mm-hmm. is you know the, their freedom to to be safe etc et yeah et cetera. like so, you can't
0: yell fire in a crowded building right. like that's because it's no or slander, slander right? yeah that's affecting someone's livelihood right me saying like you're an asshole or a <laughs> racist that's a really mean thing to say, but I legally am allowed to say that.
1: No, and and here's the thing: people are going to tell you mean things your whole life. You yeah. Know, at what like point? It's at what point are you going to let it affect you the way they intend? Mm-hmm. Because they're just being obviously they're just being mean.
0: Yeah. So I listen to Dave Rubin. It clicked for me. Like I don't know. I listened to it and I was like, this makes so much sense. I understand why Corey's so passionate, and I kind of just jumped down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. I started listening to a ton of Dave Rubin and I started listening to pretty much any lecture Jordan Peterson has ever done on free speech, read his book about being accountable and socially responsible. I don't know. I just like started researching and listening and trying to listen to as many people as I possibly could because I just wanted to keep hearing more and more information because I've never been taught these things before, when I thought I was a Democrat, like no one took the time to say like, hey, this is why this law is important, or this is why this policy is the way it is. And how all these people were explaining it made a ton of sense. And I started slowly realizing that I felt the same as these people, because I was giving myself that chance to be open minded and to listen to them. And to really give them a chance and realize like, oh, yeah, I'm the same way.
1: Yeah, it's funny because most people think they, they they believe certain things. But it, when it comes down to it, we're all very, very similar in how we believe. We all want the betterment for humanity. We all believe that we're good people. We're all striving mm-hmm. for better things. It's just the, the ways of, of going about it usually are a little bit different. And that's not a problem. It's good. Like, it's good that you have progressives and it's good that you have conservatives.
0: Yeah. Like, you have to you have need, both. You need
1: both. Yeah. You Our definitely country does
0: not work if right. you don't you have, have both. You want to have all the
1: awesome movements that we've had in the past.
0: Yeah. Like, the civil rights movement would not happen if you didn't have both parties.
1: Yeah. But she basically, she came home. I was super sick on the couch. And she was, yeah. babe, babe, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I, list, I listened to Dave Rubin and Jordan Peterson today. Oh my God. Oh my God. I understand what you were saying. And I was like, Great. Great. I'm and then I pass out.
0: Yeah. That's
1: that kinda that's kinda what happened. Basically.
0: But I, I was excited,
1: but I was just not in the mood.
0: Yeah, you're you're sick.
1: Yeah, that's kinda kinda what happened. Now we now we have uh long form discussions about the, these things all the time. We're mm-hmm. very, very political. We're very, very philosophical, down to the core. Yeah, it's really it's actually really exciting. And for someone like me, I'm an ambivert, so everything that I like to talk about usually is in-depth conversations. I don't do well with the whole, uh, what is it, the... Small talk. The, the small talk, yeah. I'm really, really bad with that stuff. I, I really want in-depth discussions about deep material. Yeah. Um, that's what I get my jollies off for. So, usually, that's how our discussions nightly are.
0: hmm Yeah, and we were... You know, we were starting to have all these really long conversations about all of this and how it affected our relationship, not being able to talk about it. And we started noticing how it was affecting other relationships we saw in our lives. We saw our friends, how they would interact with their significant others. A friend of ours that's married, she's Democratic. The husband is clearly Republican. And they don't really talk about it. I mean, she would talk about it with me but you could tell like they probably don't sit and have these same conversations that we have at home. No,
1: they can't. I mean, it, everyone who's listening is probably is fully aware how this works. Usually you have, if you have like a one Republican, one Democrat and a family and then a relationship, they decide not to talk about it, period. They yeah. just, it's off limits. They won't talk about it. And in my point of view, I think that's so unhealthy because these are like foundations for your belief system. How do you, how do you have a relationship Where you can't talk about these things, it's extremely important. And and I mean, that that's what goes back to what I was saying about people generally believe the same things. Everyone Mm -hmm. wants to be good people and do the right thing. That's the foundation because technically everyone in America is is you know born from Judeo Christian values. Mm -hmm. So the idea of people thinking they can have these beliefs without that basis—that's not true at all. Yeah. Yeah. But our friends, I don't know how they do it. Honestly, I know they get in fights. I've seen it. I've seen our friends get in fights (laughs) about it. And that is why they choose not to talk about it because Mm -hmm. both parties aren't open-minded. Yeah. And how do you get them to be open-minded, right? Like how do you get them to be open-minded? That's a question I always have.
0: You can't force someone
1: someone to be open-minded. Someone has to
0: come to it on their own saying, I'm going to sit here and be willing to listen to you. I expect the same. You're going to sit and listen to me. And then we can like discuss.
1: Right. And then have it happen and rationalize ourselves as best as possible. Yeah. And come and you know come to something we both value is reason Mm -hmm. like a reason statement about something even
0: if you don't agree with the entire thing like you guys don't have to have the exact same
1: right i mean it's good to help it's good to have a healthy discussion about it yeah you know you you get to know yourself in a way that you wouldn't have thought previously too
0: yeah definitely. you get to know a
1: lot about yourself it's fantastic Mm -hmm. yeah i was binging everything super super hardcore
0: yeah but even your
1: parents too
0: Yeah, my mom and Eric, they definitely don't talk about their political views. It's kind of like the TV's on at CNN. Eric (laughs) makes a really funny comment. Mom scoffs and says, ooh, Trump. And that's... their political discussion and they just agree like we're just not going to talk about it
1: oh it's really funny it's, i mean
0: honestly is hilarious to watch yeah
1: you, you people you you guys have been in that situation where someone says something political and then everyone looks around <laughs> waiting to see who's the next person to fall you know and i'm just choking down everything you know yeah. sitting at the dinner table Taylor's family is really big. We've discussed this before. All of them sitting at the dinner table had been like 10 people. One person says like a political (laughs) statement about something. And then half the people in that room are Republican or a conservative minded I should say that's better yeah and then the other half are liberal minded or at least everyone thinks they are Mm -hmm. and and then and then you got me just like literally fuming inside wanting to say something and Taylor squeezing my leg feeling like don't say anything I swear to god (laughs)
0: like we're not having this conversation right now
1: yeah oh it's so funny if I'm gonna say something it has to be it has to be very very tame super tame
0: yes like mild yeah like watered like, down yeah, it's
1: like, version it's, cause of it cuz she knows how I am uh, cuz if i had the choice the same thing it would be like and this is this way and this is this way
0: you would just explode i think you yeah. would just explode and all that would come out of your mouth is word vomit of different statistics. Right. Well, that's my like, problem. It would just come is like, running through. It's like
1: I'm I'm usually a super data-driven and statistics-driven person. I like to figure out what the, what the data sets are on these issues because that gives me a pretty good idea of what to believe because I, I think just because I feel a certain way doesn't make it true, which is what Taylor was saying earlier. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I usually do like statistics dumps on people and they're like, okay, I'm not listening to you anymore. Which,
0: I mean, doesn't... Come across the
1: yeah, it's definitely best. not the best way. It's not like
0: the best route to do.
1: Right.
0: We kind of noticed how it affected people's relationships with their significant others, and we also noticed how it affected us with our friends. I think Corey definitely
1: oh percent the,
0: the blunt end of that stick 100%. pretty quickly. Yeah,
1: my Facebook, they all unfollowed me because I'm a millennial. We talk about this, and because I went to college, most of my contacts on Facebook are all in that age range all have been all have gone to college all have been indoctrinated into this liberal this this like mindset liberal like hive mind sort of mindset and they're just not going to be open-minded to someone like me who has these point of views mm-hmm. so most of them have completely excommunicated me they won't talk I, I mean I had and then the hateful messages too is actually quite crazy
0: yeah that's sad
1: yeah it is sad But I've always been kind of this individual person, so it doesn't bother me. It's more important to me to stand up for what I believe versus appeasing people just to Mm -hmm. have that connection. Yeah. Like, I'll post something on Facebook now, and I'll get a total of, like, zero or, like, two likes. I don't even know how many people follow me, but it's definitely, like, nobody.
0: Not a lot. Well, because there's a negative stereotype to, like, what our beliefs are. Right. Like, people assume because you're conservative-leaning that you're a racist or an asshole like people want to take away people's rights yeah they just assume the worst of you and i'm like like if you had not known what my political beliefs are would you say i was a racist no absolutely not but because all of a sudden i say this is what my political beliefs are and like these are the policies that i support i'm not saying i support a policy against a certain race that's racist that's insane there's also no policy stating that Right. It's very frustrating yeah, the, that people just assume the worst of you.
1: Yeah, the American culture is going through a really weird transition phase right now and a not for the better. I feel like yeah. we're trying our, our damnedest to hold on to these conservative values, these traditional values of what America is. And then you have all of these these kids that are coming out of college having this liberal, pro- over-progressive mindset and trying to change everything where no one can be... I mean, like everyone's victimized for everything you can't, yeah. you know, call anyone names, you can't do any of this. And not that I'm saying calling people names is good. But there's no backbone. And there's no open mindedness to everything. You can't have a, yeah. a conserved discussion on campus anymore. It's it's completely gone.
0: That's what I think the biggest issue is everyone's titled their own belief system and their own opinions, but not being open minded, and not being able to hear other people out. And then also just assuming that the other side is awful, right? Like, my friends who are Democrats like I don't care I still think you're a nice person you know I'm not just gonna assume because you support something that you are bad it's just such a weird thing like you have to hide your political beliefs if you know that they don't follow everyone else's which I mean what I've done
1: yeah I mean until until this whole podcast if people ask her these things she just either
0: like I just like skate around it yeah. and I'll just be like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Or, oh, I, you know, I didn't really know that fact and I'll just brush around it. I won't address the fact that I am a conservative or conservative leaning because I'm scared of what they'll think of me. They'll think I'm a racist or a bad person or I don't care about people. And that's definitely not it at yeah, all. It's definitely
1: not true. The idea that Republicans don't care about people is so far from the truth. I, I I honestly don't know how that idea even came forth.
0: Yeah, it's so bizarre.
1: The way the way I look at it is that progressives are always concerned with pushing the envelope and creating change. You know, um, the way Jordan Peterson talks about it is creating hierarchies to make positive change, right? Mm-hmm. There, but there has to be a healthy balance there because conservatives are more tasked with maintaining hierarchies, which in this case would be our conservative values, which are important to everyone in America, not just conservatives. They're important to liberals as well, because otherwise you wouldn't care about things like hard work and the family center, having a a two-parent household, all of these things. It's really weird how this is getting pushed on people, especially when it comes to the entertainment and the media.
0: Yeah, and I think that's where like echo chambers come in, and that's where people have a really hard time of breaking out of that mindset is they surround themselves with media that disagrees with their current opinion. You know, they're not pushing themselves. They're not challenging themselves to find different outlets. So you're a Democrat, like you watch E! News or like all the award shows, they all have the same beliefs as you and they're all talking about the same things. Then you watch, you know, mainstream news or you get your news from Facebook when it's like Young Turks or... They used to have a bunch... I don't remember anymore. <laughs> BuzzFeed.
1: I totally forgot about BuzzFeed, to be honest.
0: <laughs> no, I wanted to say Buzzsprout. That is not Buzz, the right What idea.
1: is that other one that's Like super,
0: Washington Post?
1: Uh, is it that one? Maybe. Uh, some of them are super crazy biased. I don't know. I mean, the way media is today, the media is super biased now, both ways. Mm-hmm. Super biased. If you want to get your own... If you want to have a balanced point of view on something don't read articles and don't don't listen to the news go and do your own research on these topics at the data sources themselves any dot gov go into the studies and form a balanced opinion have an open mind about these things
0: yeah and it I mean it goes both ways it goes I, both I'm ways. not yeah. trashed on only Democrats like you know there's some Republicans that only watch Fox News and that is it like that uh. also is not good everyone has to get alternative media sources. And you hear what they say, and you listen to that, and then you go and find the facts and research it and say, okay, they said this, I can't just take it at face value, because right. how they're comparing that statistic might not be what the actual statistic is, which was what we found a lot of time. Go to the DOJ, yeah. the census,
1: BOL, like-, like all of these places that mm-hmm. have these data sets that really give a pretty clear idea of what's happening. yeah. Yeah. And they're
0: easy to find.
1: And and it's fun, too. Like, honestly, I would do this for hours. Just go to these places, write down and, and just catalog all of these sources together just to better myself, to educate myself. Mm-hmm. It, it feels good, you know, and super freeing, too, to know that you uh, you're educating yourself on on actual important topics than having. Yeah.
0: And to know where your information is coming from, too. So when you have an open minded discussion with someone and they're like, well, where did you hear that? You're not saying like, oh, I heard it. Like I saw it on Facebook. You're like, oh, no, I went on this specific government website and this is where I saw it. You know, if you're interested, you should look it up, too.
1: Yeah. And this is some of this stuff is much the reason why I don't. Um, I have a rough time with some social media these days, especially because of obviously the excommunication of people that used to like me, which probably (laughs) still would if I'm still the same person. I'm just I'm not this evil you know, overlord that's wanting to hurt everyone, which apparently they think
0: that I am. Evil overlord. Yeah, I
1: mean, I t- these people think I'm, I'm racist from birth. You remember that one girl?
0: I know. She
1: sent me a message saying that all white people are racist from birth. If people find that normal, we have a serious problem.
0: Yeah, this is crazy. That's a little bit about us. Yeah. I mean, it's going to come out sooner than later. And I really wanted to talk about this. Corey sent me a YouTube video. Oh my
1: gosh, it's so good. This
0: girl's amazing. I'm assuming we'll post or we'll share her video somewhere. But her name is Georgia H on YouTube. And she posted this like 47 minute long video about why she left the Democratic Party. And she was a teacher and then she became a registered nurse and how she saw the policies affecting her workspace and how is it affecting like her black peers and how is affecting her students it was really eye-opening and her talking about how like it's a scary thing and she always felt ashamed of being conservative Uh, that's the whole reason honestly we made this podcast this was not supposed to be today's topic but i was like we have to do this and we have to do it now It feels good to talk about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, and unlike us, she's very articulate.
0: Oh, she's extremely articulate. (laughs) She's so well-spoken. She goes through her whole timeline. Like, I mean, I really loved her. I hope she comes out with more content.
1: Yeah, Tay came home and she's like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing tomorrow. Scrap what we had previously. We're talking about politics. I don't even care anymore. (laughs) Like, this woman single-handedly empowered Taylor to just... On this episode, just like, I'm telling everyone I'm conservative-leaning. I don't care what they think. Yeah. When, yeah, literally (laughs) days earlier, she was worried about uh, some of her friends would think, like her best friends.
0: Yeah, like four days ago. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't really want to talk about it yet. We don't have to talk about politics. You know what? I'm sick of hiding who I am, and I'm sick of hiding my beliefs, and I'm not a bad person, and I shouldn't be ashamed of having these values of being hardworking and being independent and not... Saying I'm a victim of everything, and like empowering myself to like take responsibility for my life and if I want something I can go after it. That's crazy that I was scared to say that, yeah, like right. saying that out loud that's insane. I was scared to tell people that I'm self-reliant and I don't want to be a victim what that's nuts.
1: Right. Some of the ideologies that are taking place right now that people are getting indoctrinated with are absolutely insane.
0: It's insane. And, call- and
1: they don't even know it. That's the worst part. Y'all, I love the the Matrix meme with it, but it's like red pill and blue pill. Of I like was people in just the Matrix. about to say that. Yeah, it's so, uh, I mean, great movie. But that's exactly what's happening. People out there have no idea that they're indoctrinated into these specific beliefs. A complete inability to think freely at some point. I
0: mean, I had no idea. Yeah, Which is funny, because when I was in high school, I kind of had these more like conservative values, the right to own a gun and like that is really important, have your own safety and be responsible. And that's not a bad thing. And then I went to college and I was in a poli sci class and I wrote a paper about guns (laughs) and, and gun laws. And the other theater majors, one of them was in that poli sci class and he was appalled by my views and would just call me a Republican. And I was like, but I'm not a Republican. I just <laughs> think I should own a gun. And then from there, I was ashamed of that viewpoint. So I, I kept that viewpoint to myself and then slowly just adopted all the beliefs that they all had. All of my professors were obviously Democrat or like left-leaning other like all the other students around me were i was a theater major and i just like slowly and slowly just believed everything i was being told and never stopped to think freely for myself yeah like i was finally red pilled right which is like the matrix but a lot of people never get that opportunity no which is scary
1: no i mean it is scary is they have to come to it on their own, though. There's nothing that you can do. You can provide yeah. the information. You can lead a lead a horse to water, but you can't make him mm-hmm. drink. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Because people one day are going to have to be open-minded. There's no way that you can just go around calling people racist without even knowing who they are. Which, oh, there's, exactly. You have to come to the realization that not everyone you look at are racist simply because they vote for Trump. There's no way. There's no way.
0: Yeah. One, I just look at... How much better would our society be if we were able to have open discussions with each other? Like you and I have differing viewpoints and we discuss it freely.
1: You mean like a democracy?
0: Well, we're in a democracy yeah. This doesn't feel like that <laughs> it right sometimes.
1: It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's but I crazy. feel like we could
0: just get so much solved if we would just everyone like sit down in a circle, freaking kumbaya moment and sit and listen to each other. Well like and- no one has to agree, but just listening right. to each other and acknowledging that maybe someone out there has an idea that could work.
1: Well, and think about how you good you feel. Like When you sit down with someone and you have these deep conversations about life, very important things, and you come to a consensus at the end where even if you don't have the same views, Mm -hmm. you can understand where each other's coming from. Oh yeah, it's
0: very cathartic. Or at least have an open
1: mind. Do you know how cathartic and good that feels? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying when when I say that. Oh, quick tidbit too. We will put Georgia H's YouTube video in the show notes below. So if you want to watch that, it's a great 47 minute video. I definitely encourage it. YouTube's been taking it down, but uh, it's definitely a fantastic listen. One of the better listens in the last couple of weeks that I've listened to. So yeah. yeah, that will be in there. A big shout out also to our personal favorites. Likely, if you're listening to this podcast, you're also probably favorites of them as well. Dave Rubin, Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, even though he's MAA right now, unfortunately.
0: But even if you... Oh, like take the time to read his book or even just listen to some of his shows like anytime he's interviewed by someone or there's a bunch of videos of him talking to different colleges he's just a very articulate person and i really like how he explains everything i also really like dan crenshaw
1: oh that guy's a beast yeah he's amazing <laughs> beast.
0: he's he's such a badass he's a congressman from texas and he has his own podcast yeah and anytime he's interviewed i really enjoy what he says and how he again again how he describes things yeah he's very like thoughtful and like thinks it out he also comes from a military background
1: yeah dude's a navy seal got his eye blown out he wears an eye patch
0: yeah he's (laughs) so cool i'm obsessed with him
1: yeah he's pretty badass yeah
0: and also nicole arbor I know some people Oof but yeah. I know Some people gonna have a rough time with that one. people don't like her. Okay, yeah, some I like to you Things that she says can be blunt and some things I'm like, those kind of mean. But if you listen to her talk about not being a victim, I think that's what I find most beneficial from her is like talking about not being a victim and taking responsibility into yourself. Like you can change your life. Like you don't have to just have this victim status your whole life
1: yeah speaking of women empowerment she is a beast she has had a horrible horrible history of physical illness and just uh she talks about overcoming that and her path to basically being strong all the time hashtag go team she's fantastic yeah yeah she's great she's she also great.
0: has a great instagram so
1: yeah she's also quite funny she's yeah. a comedian too, she's just, a, yeah, yeah
0: she's a canadian comedian yeah. so she's really funny yeah
1: she's great um
0: Yeah, definitely check those people out. And like just research on your own. You don't have to have the same beliefs as us. That's totally fine. Right. But listening to other different people, experiment. See what you find out there.
1: Yeah, and most importantly, go vote. Go vote.
0: Go register to vote. Even if you're not voting the same as us, it doesn't matter. Everyone's voice should be heard.
1: Yeah, despite your views on mail-in ballots. Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) We are not talking about mail-in ballots. You vote however... (laughs) You think you should vote. Right, right. And the best form of it, do you? Right. Speaking of voting.
1: Speaking of voting. The debate. The debate. The first since, one.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. Since this, this is about 2020, we should probably talk about the yeah, debate. Yeah, guys,
1: guys, did you watch that debate?
0: Did you watch how horrible that was? It was two children screaming at each other. Yeah,
1: I loved it. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I I thought it was the best thing ever. I mean, yes, it was irritating and it annoying, and I was, kind of wanted to um, scrape my eyeballs out with a dull spoon, but I was laughing the entire time.
0: Yeah, that was pure comedy gold, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know the last time we laughed for an hour and a half.
1: Yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, and, and, here, and I know everyone else like America thought it was annoying, irritating, because you have, uh, you have these two, two individuals that are running for the most important position in the history of the world, mm-hmm. and they can't seem to have a mature, civilized, composed conversation on stage. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what
0: exactly what it is,
1: which but I expected that because if you if you follow this stuff like I do, you knew it was coming. You knew Donald Trump wouldn't wouldn't be able to compose himself. He's a hothead. He says what's exactly what's on his mind. Mm -hmm. He's brutally honest about everything he believes. (laughs) Obviously, I I enjoy that about him. That's why I think most people that support him enjoy about him at at a fault, man, at at a fault. I know.
0: I know. I I just think of like what could have been. What would have happened if President Trump was, like, stately (laughs) and was just quiet for two minutes at a time? That's all he had to do, man. Two minutes at a time, and you would have just impressed people.
1: Yeah, just... No, all he had to do, Because what he was
0: saying... What he was saying was okay yeah let's yeah get it boy bring out these it, facts boy. let's bring out these stats i'm like so surprised that you know these yes i like this but then he would interrupt it was very frustrating
1: yeah he showcased himself as a bully throughout most of it
0: yeah he yeah. was definitely bully
1: i mean and not that not that it would have been hard for him anyways because joe biden's kind of a pushover he didn't have any facts nothing he was very very submissive but mm-hmm. uh, it just made donald trump look horrible
0: yeah, I mean, Biden definitely looked like the more like tolerable person. Oh, in that 100%. conversation. Well,
1: and the liberals are uh, definitely going to take away like, oh, Joe Biden is speaking to me because that's what most of it was is mm-hmm. Joe Biden didn't present any facts, like literally no facts. And the yeah. few that he did uh, were not right at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't consistent. They weren't right he would contradict himself about every 20 seconds as well.
0: Yeah, he did a um, lot of contradicting himself. Yeah,
1: which at one point you say, I support the, my Green New Deal. And then literally 25-30 seconds later, you say, I don't support the Green New Deal. Like literally in the same st- yeah. Uh, sentence. Yeah. He said, no,
0: I don't support the Green New Deal. I support what my plan is. Right.
1: A- except the thing you don't apparently don't understand, Mr. Biden, is that in your platform as running, you have Kamala as the the co-writer one of the co-writers of the green new deal and it's right in your platform to support Mm -hmm. it so i'm not sure exactly what you're getting at but yeah it would have been a lot better if uh donald trump was not interrupting him all the time because you want to hear him speak Mm -hmm. like you want to hear biden speak yes because if he's gonna mess up he's gonna mess up on his own accord that's what everyone knows right half the time he doesn't know whether he's on foot and horseback so
0: (laughs) that's true right yeah i mean he's not all there right these are also the two oldest presidential candidates we've ever had.
1: Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, which is actually really funny if uh, if you think uh, two think old about,
0: white men. Well, yeah, if you think <laughs> if,
1: if you think about progressivism and uh, especially the left on pushing these equity and equality and and mm-hmm. and uh, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say uh, equal representation. Yes. Yeah, and, and and having you had all these candidates, you had. You had Kamala Harris which technically I guess is like what 116th black or something I don't know or native whatever the everyone's she's saying mixed race yeah but you, you had you had a, a gay man running mm-hmm. you had you had multiple women you had yeah. uh, Cory Booker which is a, a an actual black man you had all of these different like, representations different... of of lifestyles of races of backgrounds mm-hmm. and then you go ahead and you uh you
0: pick the old man you nominate
1: man. the old white man again Um, so I mean that tells you a lot about the narrative itself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you have two old white men basically trying to throw punches at one another, but are too old to stand Mm -hmm. up straight, so they just fall over as they do it.
0: Pretty much. Well, and then you have the moderator, which Oh,
1: Chris Wallace, yeah, that was. Chris
0: Wallace did not do a good job. The first like 20 minutes, he was doing good, and then it became his sole mission to just tell Trump, like, you have to be quiet, you have to be quiet, you cannot keep interrupting. And then he just started almost debating Trump.
1: Yeah, which I don't have a problem with him telling Trump to be quiet. Like that's his job. job. Well, and Trump was freaking interrupting nonstop. It's so irritating. It's like, bro, you have to let Biden speak. And and he just wasn't. But Chris, at one point, Chris was was just for Joe, just debate for Joe Biden. Why don't Mm -hmm. you? Like the whole time, his questions were all gotchas the whole time.
0: Yeah, like he kept pushing President Trump. He would start answering the question. He'd be like, no, do. And he would keep. Interrupting him, so the moderator so stopped the interrupting was then interrupting. Yeah. And then trying to push him, like trying to get him to say something he shouldn't be saying. But then he wouldn't do the same thing to Biden. Biden would start answering and kind of like lose his train of thought. And then he'd just be like, Okay, cool. Next question.
1: Yeah, it was very poorly moderated.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm interested to see the next debate. There yeah. there will hopefully be more debates.
1: But I'd be would be surprised if 50% of America lasted 20 minutes into the debate without without oh, clicking know. off and looking at something else. Because yeah. that was rough. Mm-hmm. It was painful. I, I mean, mean, obviously, I was going to watch the whole thing. but Yeah,
0: we watched the thing regardless. And I think what's frustrating is the debates are supposed to be for people who don't know which way they're going to vote. It's supposed to be informative for them so that they can learn about each candidate and then make their own opinion. But neither candidate... told you why you should vote for them like because they're running over each other constantly and then just making fun of each other you know calling someone a racist bringing up someone else's son that has a drug addiction like it wasn't showing calling
1: each other clowns
0: yeah you speak what you believe and then say these are the facts this is what i've done and then speak you know this is what i've done in the past this is why i should be in the office and then let people decide. But that yeah. didn't happen. And
1: speak on your policy, too. Like, the mm-hmm. problem, what much of what Joe Biden would say is completely empty. He wouldn't tell anything about his plans. he just no. say he has a plan. But he, he won't say anything. He won't provide statistics. He won't provide a, a plan of action. Nothing. He would look in the camera, point at the American public, and go... How can you let this racist continue running? Well, yeah. th- that's that's not anything to work off of. Mm-hmm. For, well, not only is it not true. Donald Trump is not a racist for anyone that doesn't know. Donald Trump is not a racist. No, okay? th- there's no evidence to it. Everything that you listen to in the media is completely taken out of context. Completely.
0: Oh, absolutely. If you listen to full clips, if you look at the full statements for things, you right. realize that all that's misconstrued and it's cut. It's edited.
1: Right. Definitely. Like, pieces are
0: left on the floor, and those are really important pieces for you to get the whole picture. Yeah,
1: well, and journalism isn't journalism anymore. It's It's opinion 100% pieces.
0: opinion pieces, opinion-based, yeah. and, like, pushing. It's not, here the facts from both sides. Let you decide. It's, this is what I think, so I'm going to write it in a way to make you believe what I believe. Right, yeah.
1: But Trump, yeah, Trump lo- looked absolutely horrible. I know. Trump looked real, real rough. I mean, and he would have done so well. Give your two minutes. Say your stuff. Because he's pretty... I mean, he's good at speaking to the American public. He's good at it. Mm-hmm. He's very charismatic. He... Every time he has to give a, an address, especially for these COVID, he's been relatively They've good been at good being like candid about everything he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, people taking him out of context and they'll say he told them to inject himself with beach and drown yourselves and everything <laughs> like that. Uh, never happened, just so you know. I mean, just watch the clips. Completely taken out of context. But yeah, Biden did not perform well either.
0: One was using facts and then Biden was using feelings. He was trying to appeal to your feelings, appeal to painting this, do an example of something. But it wasn't really an example. It was him just trying to paint this really bad picture. So you'd be like, oh, God, that's awful. We can't let that happen.
1: Well, and that's definitely the tactic. Like the the Democratic Party, that's what they've done for years is appeal to their- Going after
0: emotion. Going after
1: emotion, 100%. That's Mm -hmm. where you get people. I mean, they have, what, 93% of the black bullet because of that? Mm Mm-hmm. The, look at the history of the vo- of voting that's yeah. just how it's that's how they've been and it works that's why they continue it to does. do it it does yeah. work
0: this is really random but i forgot the hodge twins <laughs> the and hodge. candace owens
1: <laughs> oh about two more people to listen to
0: yeah um, that was really I random i forgot to write them yeah, down
1: that, that was that was totally random i
0: know well you were talking about the black vote and then i was thinking of candace owens and blexit that just came out it's her book you should read it
1: well blackout yeah blackout,
0: blackout oh she's one of the founders of blexit there
1: you go yeah no she's a beast too but uh yeah yeah the presidential bait was was entertaining as much as you wanted and your and your misery seppuku yourself
0: I'm hoping but, the next one's better. I'm I'm optimistic.
1: What a lot of outlets are saying is that there's going to be a more harsher, like, not penalties. That's not right. But more, it's going to be more guided. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more guidelines and restrictions on how you can speak.
0: They're reformatting yeah, like the, the, the debate. Yeah, they're reformatting structure. the
1: debate. And hopefully we get someone better than Chris Wallace. So, yeah.
0: Yes. And the October 22nd debate is here in Nashville at Belmont University.
1: Yeah, we wanted to go. But COVID. But COVID and yeah, then couldn't get tickets, etc. that's
0: extremely hard to try and get to regardless. Yeah. And then also you add COVID on top of it. <laughs> but it'll be exciting to watch it, especially being in our city.
1: We'd love for you all to interact with us on our social medias about your coming out experiences, if you have any.
0: Yes. Yeah. And follow our Instagram. I post a lot of content over there yeah i just want to take a minute and say thank you for listening i know talking about politics and your belief systems it's a really hard conversation
1: thanks so much for listening guys
0: yes we appreciate it
1: we do that is all we got for today be prepared to see more content like i was talking about our rant over segments as well as our life advice segments we're gonna start doing those truth hurts yes very exciting
0: i'm super pumped about it but we can't do it until people submit their questions
1: (laughs) yeah definitely submit some questions send in your uh send your dms to our twitter instagram or facebook
0: Mm -hmm. and let us know if you want to if you want to be anonymous that is totally doable We will not put your name on blast if you want us to say your name, we can do that yeah, too.
1: If you want to be a part of something bigger, you got it. You got to send, send us some stuff. It'll be great.
0: Yeah, It'll I'm excited great. about it. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us on all socials at Pod, And don't forget to like and subscribe.
1: Feel free to show your support and check out our Patreon. And remember, when the world is upside down, Strive Nation's right side up. Have a good one, guys.
0: Bye.